This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting. Welcome to the Insights in Accounting podcast with me, Rob Brown. This is one of five shows going out every day, but we are phasing that out. We are simplifying our offering. We've got a podcast flagship show that goes out on Monday. It's called Success in Accounting currently. Hopefully you subscribe to that. If you're not, make sure you are, because that's the big show going forward. It's already got 30,000 listeners in 150 countries. That will become the Accounting Influencers podcast, delivering stuff like this, key insights for accounting, bookkeeping, fintech professionals all over the world. So make sure you subscribe. This show right now is Insights in Accounting. This is where we take an article, some news piece, and get a guest host to cast their eyes over it and see why it pops out for us and give you some takeaways for you in your role. I'm thrilled to have with me today, author of The Digital Firm and his upcoming book, The Human Firm. It's Will Farnell. Good day, Will. Nice to see you again, Rob. Will, great to have you with us. You picked out a piece by our friends at Carbon. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's called The Dehumanizing Effect of Technology. Why has this caught your eye? Uh, well, you, you set it up nicely there, Rob. So I wrote a book in 2018 called The Digital Firm, um, and I am partway through uh, the second book, which is called The Human Firm, which we expect to uh, uh, hit the market uh, in the spring. So really looking forward to that. And I'm talking about the evolution um, of a digital firm into what I think is kind of the next phase of evolution for accounting and bookkeeping firms. And that's that's the human element of, of what we do. As technology has, has standardized and everybody's got access to the same technology, if we want to remain competitive as accountants and bookkeepers, we have to focus on something else that gives us that competitive advantage. And for me, that's all about people. It's all about the human element of what we do, both internally in terms of our teams, but externally in terms of the way we deal with clients, the way we meet expectations of, of clients. So I always loved the stuff that Carbon put together. Carbon put some great content out there. And uh, and it was a title of this that, that caught my eye, given the fact that I've written about technology and I'm now writing about the human element. So this article is talking about the, the dehumanizing effect of technology and the way in which technology is taking so much more of our attention and is taking us away from kind of that face-to-face uh, social contact that we've been used to and I think it uses the, the the analogy that we've all seen when you're sitting in a restaurant and hey I've been guilty of this as well and I'm sitting there with with my wife and I'm scrolling through my phone and it's like hang on a second we've we've kind of come out to go for dinner here and and we're both sitting here kind of on phones and we're not having a conversation um, so I think it's really topical and, and, a, and a really interesting uh, topic for us to discuss. Well, I'm reading Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism right now, choosing a focused life in a noisy world. And he, the book is about our fraught relationship with technology. And he describes screens as the new cocaine, which is frightening with the dopamine hit and the way these screens and apps and platforms are set up to retain our attention and take it away from 
the humans, if you like. And this article opens up nicely. It says technology brings huge advantages to businesses, enabling them to increase efficiency, improve every aspect of their operations. It has connected the world, creating nearly limitless opportunities for growth, expansion and speed. But while this connectedness brings tremendous benefits, there are equally powerful downsides. And, and this is what's caught your eye. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, to, to take your point on the attention, it goes on to talk about the fact that technology is attempting to monopolize your attention. Developers are not only concerned with the ability of their apps to capture your attention, but also to keep it. And I think that's that's kind of really relevant. That It's almost, as you say, that kind of addictive nature. And when you've got multiple people trying to grab your your attention uh, through through technology. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's just really thinking about and if we if we, we've talked about it in our in our firm and i've talked about it with a couple of other uh, people over over recent weeks so this is this is really topical at the moment in terms of the reliance we have on technology and the risk of what we lose in terms of the the knowledge and if we take accountancy as a as a prime example we look at what our trainees do when they join our firm now we teach them how to do bookkeeping on dext and zero for example um and it's like well 10 15 years ago it was all about the double entry it was understanding the accounting principles whereas actually what we're doing is we're showing people how to click buttons on a on a piece of technology so there's a real risk, I think, regardless of, of kind of dehumanizing element of this from a skills point of view, what impact does this have in, in 10, 15, 20 years time? Now, it may be that the argument is, well, the technology is doing it, so you don't need to have all of that, that knowledge. But it's kind of a bit worrying for, for a profession like accountancy to think that we'll have people that perhaps won't know how to, how to do double entry bookkeeping, for example. Um, so it's kind of a concern, isn't it? Well, it talks about the distraction factory and comes up with the stats saying the average iphone user unlocks their device more than 80 times a day which is five times every waking hour and that the attention that it's drawing away from you looking at people in the eye we see all these photographs now people at sporting events or concerts they're trying to create memories so they're looking at what what's happening on the stage or on the pitch and filming it through a camera so they're viewing life through a screen ed sheeran the pop star said recently that he's giving up social media for a year because he was fed up of looking at life through a screen rather than looking at it with his own eyes and it does distract you getting you to look down instead of looking up and and i mean for, for me the, the the underpinning thing of of all of this is is this fact that we know this is coming and and the article clearly talks about technology is dehumanizing what we do so my focus right now is how do we rehumanize so how do we make sure that that we're aware of the risk here. And if we want to differentiate what we do as, as professional service providers, we've got to look at going beyond the technology because as soon as something gets technology driven, it becomes commoditized and you're then competing on a, on a, on a price point in terms of what we do. So it's how do we make sure that we keep that human element in terms of the way we engage with, with clients? Yes, use technology for the things that, technology is great for but we've got to go beyond being completely dependent on it and using it as the answer for every solution 
because I think again, uh, the article talks about the risk of losing sight of the of the big picture, uh, and I'm just trying to to find where that where that is on the uh, uh, on on the article because I read that uh, earlier. I don't know if you can see it at the moment. Yeah, it's just uh, the impact that it has on your business. As people are more dependent on technology, researchers fear people are losing the ability to see the big picture rather than starting with an outcome in mind, then using technology to achieve that outcome. They're just seeing the step directly in front of them so head down thinking tactically rather than strategically and and that's not efficient and and it's really interesting they're talking about that in the scope of of tech because one of one of my other interests in a business called app advisory plus and what what we see is we see accountants and bookkeepers taking a, a very black and white technology view and they'll they'll say they'll post on a facebook group or whatever i've got a client in e-commerce anybody recommend an e-commerce solution um and then people will pile in with recommendations for for different solutions that they've used with a client and what we're missing here is is exactly what it says here what's the outcome we're trying to achieve because actually everybody's outcome might be different that what works for one particular e-commerce business might not work for another so again, we've got to look at the big picture when we're solving these problems rather than just saying, oh yeah, technology, then it's got to be this product. And um, so we need to be able to ask the questions. We need to be able to, to put that human interaction in, in terms of asking the client in that situation, well, what do you want your e-commerce solution to do for you? What are the, what are the things it must do? What are the nice to haves? Um, what is it that you hope it's going to achieve? What's the, what's the problem that you've got with your, your current approach? And all of that stuff's got to feed into it. Um, yeah, if we just rely on on technology and things, we're not looking at that that big picture. So I think that's really important. We can't ignore too, Will, the impact on anxiety, depression, mental health, hear about the great resignation, the gap in the labor pool. So this speaks to culture of accounting firms, how they're looking after the people's self-care as well. If we're living our lives through Facebook and social media, there's research now that says it does drop our moods. It drops our satisfaction. It, it increases anxiety and depression. So that has impacts as well. And, and I, I mean, again, this is this is this article's talking specifically about kind of the dehumanizing effect of technology. And if we talk about social media as an example, um, it's very easy to view people. You mentioned the Ed Sheeran bit there. It's very easy to view people's perceived lives on social media. Yeah, everyone's living a better life than. You oh, of course they are. Of course they are. And actually. When we when we didn't have social media, the 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 way you you kind of sat down with people and you talked about it, and there was there was a a, a much more openness about when you say to people, "How how are you at the moment?" Oh, I've had a rubbish old week, and and that's the way that those conversations were. Oh, why have you had a rubbish week? Oh, well, this happened and that happened, um, but I'll be okay because next week I've got this to look forward to, and and we just get this artificial picture, don't we, of of what life life is a uh, is about, and there's almost a an expectation that we've got to be um, uh, upbeat and feeling great and positive and, and achieving great success all of the time. Um, so it's like, how do we get that that reality back? Um, and it's really important that we went and, and remote working is 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 going to have an impact on this as well, isn't it? Because actually it's taken it another level. We at least had the opportunity when we all went into the office to to kind of catch up with people, meet face to face, talk. But even that's being pulled away from us. It's like, well, how do we, what, what's the long-term effect on society of all of this? And it's, it's kind of quite worrying, isn't it? 
the other fear I have too, Will, is the the millennials, the Gen Z coming through now. They're digital natives. They're used to having a phone, a computer in their pocket. So they have access to all the apps and all the technology and weaning them off the cocaine, if you like, for want of a better phrase, that is that attention grabbing social media and all the technology. There's even a word called nomophobia now, <laughs> which is a, a condition, the fear of being without your cell phone, your mobile phone for more than 10 minutes. Yeah. So that's an actual condition now. Where's my phone? I haven't looked at my phone in 10 minutes. What's going on? What have I missed? Whether it's work or personal. And we've got a generation coming through. I've got two young daughters always on the phones. It's part of life now. And this is the workforce coming in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how particularly probably Gen Z and, and, and Alpha, which is the, the, the one that's, that's following. Um, it's going to be interesting because they are so digitally native that it will be interesting to see if we get to a point where there's almost an element of rejection of of some of that in terms of the way that they they live their lives and we might go retro will we might get back to ditching mobile phones and actually talking to people exactly i mean wouldn't that wouldn't that be amazing um but uh as part of the research for the book i've spoken to a couple of people about kind of gen z and 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 alpha generation and it's it, it was really interesting um because there's there's perceptions that are that are uh, made about Gen Z and and certainly one of the people that had done some research around this that I spoke to said the problem is that when people think of Gen Z, um, uh, they they look at Greta Thunberg as the model Gen Z. So it's like there's this instant assumption that it's all about saving the planet and environment and everything else, whereas actually that's just one Gen Z. But because they're the most high profile, probably Gen Z that that's the mold that everybody's everybody's creating so i know this is off, off the topic we're talking about but just in terms of that generational thing it's it's kind of quite quite interesting because i think we have seen with gen z um a bit of a backward step from from some of the changes that we saw through millennial generation um uh in terms of kind of the, the work-life balance thing and the 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 the, uh, the the kind of job hopping element of of millennials and and actually there's much more focus in terms of security with with Gen Z than we perhaps saw with millennial generation. But slightly off topic. Well, let's wrap this up. Well, I'm going to ask you for your closing thoughts and the takeaways for our audience. I'll just read the last couple of sentences of this piece. It says in in order to not dehumanize using technology, companies can lead by example. So. People are pushing for empowerment from products. So rather than making the goal of a product to dominate the attention of the user, products should help the user be better and do more. So for business, the thought process needs to be top of mind in this. So making sure teams think independently, collaboratively, empowered to solve problems, that's what teams and people are for. So taking intentional steps to use technology as a tool, not just as a constant distraction, would help you stand out in a world starving for independent thought. That's how this article finishes. What are your closing thoughts? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's, it's I've, I say many times, technology is there as an enabler and it's an incredibly powerful enabler, but it's all about the people. It's, it's the, 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 the power of thought, the power of collaboration. It's all of, all of those things and, and making sure that we focus on 
the outcomes in 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 our case the outcomes that our clients are looking for and and where do we need to blend people with technology to deliver those outcomes in the most effective and efficient way we can for our uh, for our clients um and that's a big theme of of what i'm talking about in in a human firm we have to be driven by a purpose as an organization getting clarity of that purpose to enable us to deliver those world-class experiences for clients yeah, super. Will Fanel, thank you so much for your time and your insights today. Quick reminder to you, lovely listeners, to make sure you subscribe to Success in Accounting, which will become the Accounting Influencers podcast over the next few weeks. And uh, we'll make sure you get all of the content that you need from our continuing successful show there. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting. Leading the discussion on firms that are standing out, winning work, and becoming the top performers in the accounting and fintech world.